Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. We came to praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning. Amen. You know, he had to come to this earth as a human being, the last Adam, the Bible says, because the first Adam messed up. Amen. My name's Adam, so first Adam messed up. I can relate to that. And he came, the Bible says, as the last Adam. Adam, to redeem mankind, amen, so anytime we think about Christmas, anytime we think about Jesus, about Bethlehem, about being born in a manger, he had to come that way to be the sacrifice for our sins, to be the propitiation, I don't know if I said that word right, but for our sins, amen, and whether you get a lot of presents this year or not has everybody done their christmas shopping <laughs> if you hadn't it's too late by now so you just gotta go with what you got but i want to say that the greatest gift that you can get whether you got a lot of money or not got a lot of family or friends or not or bought a lot of stuff or you're going to get a lot of stuff or not the greatest gift that you can get is free amen and it's the gift of salvation this morning. Amen. So offer somebody this Christmas, today or tomorrow, this week, the gift, the free gift of salvation. It don't cost anything. I know that we went way over our budget this year buying Christmas gifts. But salvation is free. Amen. It's the same for the homeless people living out on the streets that don't have anything or Donald Trump, or the richest people in the world, Jeff Bezos, or Elon Musk, or Bill Gates, or Joe Biden, or whoever, the gift of salvation is free. And there's one more gift that's free, <laughs> and it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Amen. These are free gifts that God gives to us this morning. Amen. So whatever you do this Christmas, offer someone the free gift of salvation because there is a heaven there is a hell and we're all going there we're all going to die so are you going to heaven are you going to hell this morning amen it's going to happen amen let's pray dear heavenly father god we thank you god for this opportunity to come and worship and praise your holy name god this christmas season this December 24th, 2023, Lord God, we don't know how many more days that we'll have on this earth, Lord Jesus, we don't know what all's going to happen, Lord God, we see the signs and the times and the prophecies being fulfilled, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, we see Israel in the news and we see everything going on with this evil country that we live in, Lord Jesus, but we believe that there will be a great revival, and there already is, and it's already starting across the world, and in this country, and in this town, in the last of the last of the last days, and that's where we are right now, Lord Jesus, I can prophesy over that this morning, I prophesy, I promise that this is the last of the last of the last days, and we know that because of the prophecies being fulfilled in the Bible. And there's nothing left to be fulfilled. There's nothing left to happen before you come back and get your children, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for that, God. We pray that you come soon and get us and take us back to heaven, God. Please anoint your people this morning as we sing and preach and teach your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Watching their clocks by night. 
Your sorrows have locked you in chains. If you're fearful of facing tomorrow, oh, and all of the pain it may bring, let me tell you that I bring good news to you. A decree has been sent through the man. It's jubilee. All prisoners are free. The king has come with hope in his hand. So get up and go find your promise. Leave everything behind. Sorrow and mourning are over. It's celebration time. Sin will not rule any longer. God's love and grace now abound. Things are going to be. Your sorrows have locked you in chains. If you're fearful of facing tomorrow, in all of the pain it may bring, let me tell you that I bring good news to you. A decree has been sent through the man. It's jubilee. All prisoners are free. The king has come with hope in his hand. Get up and go find your promise.
virgin Mary was mother and Joseph was her father well three wise men came from afar they were guided by a shining star and to see King Jesus the way he laid in a manger filled with hay oh my Jesus Jesus Oh, what a wonderful child, my Jesus, Jesus, so lonely, meek and mild, new life, new hope, new joy he brings, won't you listen to the angels sing, glory, glory, glory to a newborn king, he was herald by the angels, he was born. Virgin Mary was mother, oh, and Joseph was her the father. Well, three wise men came from afar. They were guided by a shining star. And to see King Jesus the way he laid in a manger filled with hay. My Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child. Amen. What do we come to church for? And I saw somebody posted a funny picture the other day on the internet of a, a guy, a face that looked real funny when somebody said, Christmas is about family, not church. I thought, what? That's backwards. Christmas is about Jesus. Jesus first, then family. I mean, so I mean we're glad to see you and your families in church today. Amen. To come celebrate Jesus, because that's what this life is all about. Life without Jesus is hell on earth. I know because I lived it for half my life. It's a misery. It's useless. All you do is keep running into dead-end roads. You never, your life don't get better. It only gets worse. I know from experience. So you can't contradict my experience. You can't contradict my born-again experience. You can't contradict what Jesus has done in my life. So be a skeptic. You want to be a skeptic? You can be a skeptic. But I tell you what, no matter how much of a skeptic you are and how prideful and how powerful you think you are, God can knock you down to the ground and put you in a place and show you you ain't what you think you are. You ain't what you think you are. You, men, we think we're something. We think we're, we're, we're strong. We're egotistical. But I'm going to tell you, the Apostle Paul was a strong-willed man, hard-hearted man. But when Jesus Christ knocked him to the ground that day, <laughs> mm, and if he had not surrendered his life to the Lord that day, he may have lost it and went to hell. 
But you know, God loves people so much that He'll deal with you over and over and over and over. And if He's dealing with you today, let me encourage you, don't push Him away. Don't make your life more miserable because that's all it'll do. You'll just get more miserable. But when Jesus comes into your heart, everything changes. Amen. I got some witnesses in the house this morning. Everything changes. You're not you anymore. You're a different person. You're a new creation in Jesus Christ. That's the difference between religion and those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let people laugh at you. Let them mock at you. Let them talk about you. But let me tell you, every lost person is miserable in here. They're miserable. They're walking a road of darkness because the Bible says they are. Not because I said the Bible says it. God's word is right. We're wrong. Amen. Until we come in line with what this says, we don't understand anything. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Amen. So it's good to see everybody this morning. Glad you came to church. We're going to celebrate Jesus today. We're going to take up the offering. My wife told me that we had somebody give a gift the other day for the building fund of $400. So thank you. You know who you are. And that ought to encourage us today to keep on doing and helping to do what God is calling us to do here because good things are coming. Change is coming. I believe what you were saying when you were praying that the best is still coming. We're in the last days. But the Bible said that in the last days I'm going to stop my spirit. I'm going to pour out my spirit. That means while evil is abounding, the power of God is going to invade it too. And God's going to do things. He's going to save some of your family members. He's going to deal with some of your backslidden children. He's going to reach out to some drunkards, some alcoholics, and some people are going to get saved, amen, and they're going to get set on fire like you have. Amen. The, the, the devil wants to make you think it's over with. It's, nothing's going to happen. You see the darkness. You see the economy. You see the, the government. Yeah, I see it, but I also see Jesus. Amen. We see the power of God. He's going to move. So give this morning as you're able to, those watching through the Internet, thank you for helping us. And give your best. That's what the Bible teaches. Give the best that you can. It's not about the amount. Give what you can, and God will bless you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for your power. We ask you to have your way this morning to touch us, to bless us, to speak to us. Lord, we ask that Jesus Christ would be lifted up in our heart, in our life today, God, that you would move, that you move through the camera, move through this church, move through every person here today, God. If there's anybody here, Lord, not where they need to be with you, I pray you deal with them, you convict them, that you draw them to you, Lord, that Jesus Christ could be made real to them. No matter how hard the heart is, Lord, you can break it, God, as we surrender it to you. We ask you to have your way today. Move in this church and move through the camera. Touch people on the other side. Bless those that are helping us to do what you've called us to do in Jesus' name.
Jesus crossed the other side of the sea to deliver that demon-possessed madman. The Bible said when Jesus stepped off of the boat onto those shores, he ran. That demon-possessed madman ran up to him and fell down at his knees and fell down at his feet. And those devils started talking to him. But by the time Jesus got done with him, he was set free. I said he was set, he bowed down <laughs> before the Lord and praise God he got up set free. The Bible says clothed and in his right mind. Amen. You ain't in your right mind until you know the Lord. <laughs> You're in a messed up state of being until you come to know the Lord. Praise the Lord. This morning it's good to see everybody again. I hope you have a blessed Christmas. We're glad that everybody came to church this morning, that you decided to come and be a part of church. You know, without you being here, we're not really much of a church. The building's not a church. You are. Amen. The people are the church. This morning, we're going to go to the book of Luke chapter 1. Honestly, I didn't plan to try to preach on any of this this morning. I've been praying. I, well, I almost lost my voice a few days ago dealing with this sinus stuff, and I still have it somehow. So, Lord, please preserve my voice and just help me get through Sunday morning. So, I, I think he'll help me, but I've been studying the last few days and um, the Lord took me to this, and I tell you, I couldn't get past it. I, the more I read it, the more the Lord started showing me things, and I've just been having a Holy Ghost fit reading this. You know, sometimes we read through things too fast, and uh, we need to just let, you know, let some stuff sink in. Uh, one verse, two verses. You know, it's not about how much you read. It's about the content, amen, the, the quality of what God wants to show you through it. Luke chapter 1, verse 30. The Bible says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. 
And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give him unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she also has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. If I had a title for that message this morning, there it is. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that has saved us and set us free. Lord, we just ask you to have your way today. We ask you to make your word real. We ask for the same power that overshadowed Mary to overshadow us today because we're not limited and you're not limited to give us the same power to give us promises to help us to believe you for the things that you've promised us that you're going to do in our life, in the church, in ministry, and on the job, everywhere, Lord, relative to the things that you've called us to do, Lord, we believe that you have the power to save. We believe you have the power to heal. We believe you have the power to bring backsliders back. You have the power, Lord, to do, to reach down and do what we cannot do, Lord, and we need that power today. God, we ask you to pour your spirit out in these last days as Adam prayed this morning, as he spoke about, God, that you would pour it out, Lord, pour it out all over this world. Save those that are drunk. Save those that are bound by sin. Save those that are bound by drugs, that are bound by perversion. Lord, save them. Draw them out. Pull them out and change their lives, Lord. You have the power to do it, God. Lord, we're limited, but you are unlimited. We ask you to touch us this morning. Let your word be made real to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Again, as I said, as I began to read this a few days ago, I couldn't hardly sit still. I've read this, I don't know how many times, but this time, I mean, the Lord slowed me down and some things really started jumping out to me. You know, this, this whole story surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ is a miracle. We don't understand what a miracle that this all is. We talk about it, you know, baby Jesus being born in a manger and all, and, and you know, we kind of pass by some things. But when you sit down and you look into the Word without somebody telling you about it, do you, any of y'all ever do that? Or are you just depending on the preacher to feed you? Do you look into it yourself so that the Spirit of God can make these things real to you? I mean, I can preach it to you, and you'll get some things at times, but when you can learn to sit down and read it and get into it and let the Holy Spirit 
enlighten you to what it really means. Until that happens, you're not getting anything from the Bible. The, the Bible has to be revealed supernaturally. It has to be revealed by the Spirit of God. And, and that's because it's, it has spiritual meaning. And when you learn to do that, things, God begins to show you things. And the Lord just slowed me down through all this. So I won't try to bring out some of the things. And I didn't write down notes because most of the time I do, I don't even read them. And I get messed up and throw them out. And so I said, Lord, just help me to say what you want to say. Just make it plain to your people. Notes are no notes. Notes are good and you don't have to have notes. It don't really matter. As long as Jesus Christ is presented to people and people get, understand what it is that we're saying, that's all that matters. So I hope that you get something this morning from it, but I want you to read it yourself later when you get time read it ask the lord if you're unsure about things that you hear and you i don't understand that go back and read it for yourself and let god show you what he wants to show you that's what god wants for his children study to show thyself approved unto god a workman that needeth not to be ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth that's for all of us not just preachers so as I was reading this, I backed up, and again, as the Lord gives me help, I'll just try to bring out some of the things that I feel that he wants me to. But the story doesn't really start with so much with Mary here as when you back up in, the, in Luke chapter 1, there's another story that's taking place that's leading up to this story. And the story was about a man named Zacharias and Elizabeth. Zacharias, who, was, who worked in the priesthood in the temple, and his wife Elizabeth, who seemed to be an older couple. Don't know how old they were. It doesn't really matter. But the Bible brings out that his wife and himself, most likely, had been praying for a baby. They'd been praying for a child. But, you know, years go by, and she just gets older, and they realize, you know, we're, we're probably getting close to you know, past the childbearing age. And even though we prayed for this and we've asked God for this, Lord, and they didn't just want a child. They wanted a child to be used by God. Do you know that God, when he gives you children, he wants your children to be raised to know him. He wants your children. They're not born to be just to satisfy you. They're born for you to raise to know the Lord so they can be great in the sight of the Lord, so they can be used by God Almighty. That's the purpose for God of your for your children to God. And they were praying for a child. And years go by, no child. And all of a sudden, Zacharias was in the priest in the temple one day, executing the office of a priest. And the Bible said that all of a sudden, something supernatural happened. He was in there executing his duties. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, an angel appeared to him. And, the Bible, and Zacharias... Didn't know what in the world was going on. He said he appeared to him on the right side of the altar and said, fear not. He fell down almost as a dead man, I believe, because any time you really encounter that which is supernaturally of God, I believe to experience the presence of an angel will abase you. And I believe it did that for him. And he didn't know what to think. And the angel spoke to him and said, 
paraphrasing, fear not, Zacharias, your prayer has been heard. Your prayer was heard. And he, and he made him a promise and he said, your wife Elizabeth is going to conceive in her old age and you're going to have a son. He says, what in the world is going on? Am I losing my mind? What do you mean? I'm too old to have a son. I'm too old to be used by God. I'm too old to travel around the world. I'm getting too old. But you, yeah, in the past it might have been better when I was younger. And the angel says, no, your wife is going to have a son in her old age because God ain't limited to your age. And he said, what? He questioned it. What shall this be? What? Give me a sign and you prove. This is God. It's okay. I'm going to give you your sign. From right now forward, you're going to be deaf and dumb. You're not going to be able to speak and you're not going to be able to hear until your child is born. And you know what? I read it. Go check it out. For nine months, he couldn't talk, or he couldn't speak, and he couldn't hear. You want a sign? I'm going to give you a sign. It's going to be a painful one. Huh. And for nine months, I begin to think about what was his life must have been like. He's having to write out things to explain to people. And he, he went home told his wife but he couldn't speak it he went home not able what would you do lady husband if your wife come home or your husband and not able to talk they just had a supernatural encounter by the power and the presence of God through an angel and because you didn't believe the promise you couldn't speak it reason some of y'all can't speak it is because you don't believe it reason some of you ain't speaking faith about your church and what God wants to do through your pastors because you really don't believe it. But I'm going to tell you something. God's going to show you that he ain't limited to numbers, to age, to countries. He ain't limited to what he's going to do because God specializes in using people in their older age just as much as he does in their younger years. Do you hear me today? So there's hope for some of you older folk. God can still use you if if you believe him. Hmm. <laughs> he left out of the temple and the people were wondering, what's, what's taking Brother Zacharias spending a long time in church today? Why's he taking so long to come out? What's he doing in there? Boy, I tell you, when you start having a supernatural encounter with God, they'll be saying the same thing about you. When we get off of the 12 o'clock time slot, church is over, it's 12 o'clock, preacher, come on, it's time to eat. When we can get over time, see, they didn't sit around watching clocks back then. See, you forget about time when you start enjoying the presence of God. You forget about what time is it when you start hearing about Jesus. You forget about what time it is when you got a real relationship with God. You forget about time when everybody else says you're crazy for going to that church. <laughs> He come out of the temple and they said they perceived that he'd had a vision. He beckoned to them and he remained speechless. He was trying to talk to them but he couldn't get anything out because he's deaf and dumb now. 
And it said it came to pass after those days of his ministration. He departed into his own house. When his work was up that week, he went back home to his wife. And in those days, it said his wife Elizabeth conceived. In those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself for five months. So he went home. I believe he went home. I wonder what she must have thought because he couldn't talk. And he couldn't understand. So he had to get something to write down. Honey, let me tell you what happened last week in the temple. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Honey, let me tell you what God spoke to me. Honey, you ain't going to believe it. I got to write. Honey, let me tell you. God said, God sent an angel and said for me and gave me a promise and I can't help but to tell you and if I could open my mouth right now, I would shout it out, you and me are going to have a baby. Oh God. You and me have got a promise from God. God said he I had an encounter with him. I know people, family and friends, they gonna think I've lost my mind and I can't talk and I, I can't hear it, but God gave me a promise. I don't understand it all, but honey, you're gonna have a child. God said you're gonna have a child, and that child is gonna be raised to be used by God Almighty. Mm. <laughs> and sure enough, it happened. She became pregnant, just as God promised. <laughs> now, this all happens here. And then six months passes. John the Baptist, we know who this child is, John the Baptist. He's six months older than Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's the one sent to prepare the way of the Lord. That's why he came before. And it said the angel, here's where, here's where the story picks back up. In the sixth month, the angel, the same angel, Gabriel, was sent from God. Unto a city, I believe in angels. Now, I don't believe a lot of the stuff that people believe about angels, but I believe angels are real. And I believe when you have an encounter with one, praise God, you're going to know that it was supernatural. Said the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in and said, Hail, you that are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Didn't say blessed are you over women. Blessed are you among women. God could have chosen any little woman he wanted to choose. And we got to be careful that we don't idolize Mary because she's still as holy as she was, as Pure as she was, she was still a sinful human being and she ain't the mother of God. She's the house that carried the Lord Jesus. Nobody's God's mother. He don't have one. He's the creator. He don't need one. <laughs> and he ain't a she. He's a he. He ain't confused like a lot of people are. He knows the difference between male and female. 
unlike a lot of stupid Americans. Because he's the one who created it. If you want to find out what's what, just go to the Bible. And you'll find out, you'll find the answers there. God, God is the one who authorized, He's the one who gave us this creation model. He created a male and female. He knows what He's doing. People that are lost without God, they're confused because they're lost without God. You say, well, why do people do that? Because they're lost without God. Why are they getting drunk? They're lost without God. They're searching for peace in a bottle. They're searching for peace in a pill. They're searching for peace in a person. Why do they live like that? Because they're lost without God. Hello, church. They're empty inside. Until you understand that, that until you open your heart, surrender to Jesus, let Him have all of your heart, you're never going to find peace. You're never going to find happiness. You're always going to run here, run there. Go to this man, go to that woman, go to that bottle, go to that pill. Until you come to Jesus, you don't know peace. You can go to church and not know peace. You go sit in a church every Sunday, lost without God, empty inside like millions do every week. Boy, I'm so glad today I don't have religion. I'm so glad I belong to a church that believes in the power of God. I'm so glad that I myself... I ain't religious. I didn't have some encounter with a church. I had an encounter with a living Savior named Jesus Christ. And praise God, he got a hold of my life and he ain't let go ever since he got a hold. Oh, there's been times I've let go, but praise God, he didn't let go. And there's been times I might get out of the way, but he reaches down and says, oh boy, come on back over here. Let me tell you something. The Lord is all powerful. And if you even try to get away from him, he's got a way of pulling you back. He's got a way of doing things in your life. He's got a way of causing you to hit a dead end road the angel came to her to Mary he spoke these things this stuff is supernatural the same angel God sent to her who was Elizabeth's cousin according to the scripture they were cousins and he said you're highly favored the Lord is with you Blessed are you among women. And his brother Swagger said, as though not above women, among women. She's not better than other women. She just happens, you ain't better than other Christians. You just happen to be a person who has been a recipient of the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I didn't earn this. I didn't, as a matter of fact, I don't deserve what I have. Really, I deserve death. I persecuted people. I had people put in jail. I'm responsible for people losing their lives. I don't deserve any of this, but God showed mercy on me, a sinner. Come on, somebody. <laughs> grace. You're here today because of grace. You didn't do it. He did it. You just opened your heart up and surrendered. And when you do, look out. Highly favored. You know, you're highly favored too because you got the same grace that she had because you're no different than she is. She just happens to be the one because she was, her family was, of course, in the lineage of Christ. And they had to be in the lineage of David, in the lineage of Christ, for this family to bring forth the Son of God. They couldn't, he couldn't come through a Gentile family. 
because the Gentiles were considered dogs lost without God. Jews were God's people. This child had to come through the Jewish family. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. Said she cast in her mind, what manner of salutation should this be? She's troubled. I mean, what would you have been thinking if it happened to you? Many times we jump up and say, well, if that was me. <clears throat> no. You wouldn't know what to think either. That's just prize, all that is. That's just ego, thinking you're something. But when the Holy Spirit shows up, when God does something supernatural, it don't make, it don't make you prideful and egotistical. It, hello? And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Fear not, church. You got favor with God today. God has made you a promise. Listen, fear not. God's about to make you a promise. Fear not. You have favor with God. You found favor and said, Behold, you shall conceive in your womb. You are going to conceive in your womb. A teenage girl who's never had any sexual relations, even though she was engaged to a young man named Joseph. Nothing had gone on. They were pure, young people. Y'all need to hear that, don't you? Sex outside of marriage is a sin. And it gets you into trouble. Cause you a lot of problems. Unnecessary problems. Oh, don't misunderstand me. God can work through some of them problems. But there's some things, there's some trouble you could save yourself if you just do things God's way. I said if you just do things God's way. Well, I want to get married. Do you want who God has? I want a woman. Do you want the one God has? I want a man. Do you want the one God has? Are you going to choose your own? God will let you. He lets us sometimes do things. He lets us. Matter of fact, I think he kind of, okay, that since that's what you want, I love you. I'm here. I love you. I'm going to stay with you. That's what you want, then I'll let you have it. And I'll teach you something through it. That's not what you need. And God has a way. But let me tell you, these young people today need to hear these types of messages. Abstain. Come on. Keep yourself holy. Keep yourself pure. I've been preaching this ever since I got saved. Because it comes from the Bible. I believe the Bible is true. And I, and I know it's hard for young people. you got every kind of temptation. The number one is this one right here. People can't get off of Snapchat to Facebook and looking at everything else everybody is doing. Well, you, well, it looks like they're doing real great. See, but behind closed doors, you don't see the pain. You, they get on there and they make the pictures. Look, they put the filters on. Look at my, ain't I pretty? But you see, when the makeup comes off and the sad look comes and they're miserable inside because they're lost without God, you don't need to follow the world. You don't need to follow Snapchat. You don't need to follow Facebook. You need to follow Jesus Christ, somebody. Come on, church. You need to follow Jesus. I see people on Facebook. I know good and well. They put pictures up of themselves and that picture's 20 years old. And they was a lot younger, and they look like they're really doing great. Boy, if you've seen them out in town, and you're running them at Walmart. 
They don't look so good. They're not doing so good. Look, don't be fooled by pictures, folks. Don't be fooled by the internet. Don't follow people. Follow God's word. And let me tell you, when you follow God's word, you're going to get God's blessings. When you follow God's will, he's going to give you what he wants for you. It may not always be what, exactly what you want, but it'll be good. And it'll be of God. That's what you want. So there, nothing had happened in between them, but they were engaged. And their engagement in that part of the country is different than ours. So their culture is totally different. They don't do things like we do in America. Some things we probably could learn from them, even from the culture, even though I ain't Jewish. <laughs> Man, come over yesterday to pick up something I have for sale, and I don't know how in the world we got into a conversation, but we did, about food. And he started priding him on self on the fact that, I said, how old are you? I'm 75. I said, well, you look pretty good. You look pretty healthy for 75. Yeah, I don't eat pork and I don't eat beef. And I was a seven-day Adventist and I quit all of this and I quit all that. I said, well, that's good. That's all good. I said, but that don't have anything to do with your spiritual side. He kind of looked at me funny. And I could see that look come from him. He said, yeah. Yeah, them people try to get over in the New Testament where, where Paul said everything's clean now. I said, yeah, because it's the truth. That's exactly I said. Jesus said, Jesus said, it's not that which goes into the belly of a man that makes him unclean. That's food. I said, it's what comes out of his heart that defiles him. And he didn't really know what to say to that one. But you could feel that spirit of religion. He said, I was in the seven-day Adventist. Nice guy. Don't misunderstand me. I like the guy. I've done some business with him. And he said, I'm a church of God now. I believe in speaking in tongues. I thought, you all over the board, ain't you? You believe a little bit of everything. That's the problem with the church. Want to hold on to legalism. Law-keeping. I ain't a Jew. He's not a Jew. He said, the Sabbath really starts today and goes through tomorrow. I thought, I ain't no Jew. I ain't got to keep no Sabbath. Every day is a Sabbath for me. I got a relationship with Jesus. I ain't doing it one time a couple of days a week, honey. It's an everyday thing. You see, people are steeped in that stuff. They're brainwashed. They think, I said, look, there's nothing wrong if you don't, you know, with not eating that food for health reasons, but... Other reasons, it has nothing to do with your spiritual side, so it don't make you unclean if you do eat it. I said, I've been eating pork and beef all my life, and I'm going to keep eating it. You get them self-righteous looks. Yeah, you know, the New Testament, things changed. People need to get out of the old and get into the new. I'm studying Colossians right now, preaching here on Wednesday nights. Paul's, I started going, but the Holy Spirit stopped me because I just knew all he'd do is argue. And he's been trained. He's been taught. He's been, all this stuff's been put in him. not going to change him. That's his problem. He's been brainwashed with religion. I ain't brainwashed. I know the truth. The truth comes from the Word. And if the Bible says that everything is now clean under the new covenant to eat and it's sanctified by the word of God in prayer, praise God, eat it if you want to. It don't, it don't affect your spirit. You're not a Jew and that was for the Jews of that time. We're not under the old 
covenant right? you don't go to Jerusalem have an innocent animal throat cut and offer sacrifice you got a great high priest this morning his name is Jesus praise God and he don't care what you ate last night come on somebody he don't care what day you go to church on he wants your heart Paul said, don't let any man beguile you. Let no man beguile you of, reward, of your reward. Don't let anybody spoil you. Don't let anybody deceive you through philosophy, vain deceit, traditions of men, the rudiments of the world. He said, don't let any man judge you in meat, in meat, in drink, in new moon, in Sabbath days. Law keeping. Get out of it. You got a new covenant. You got a relationship with the one who fulfilled all of that. And let me tell you something. You get that right with him, and I'll tell you, there will be some things you won't do anymore, and you won't run around making a law for everybody else. You don't eat this, and you don't eat uh uh-uh. That self-righteous garbage will get out of your life, and you'll live your life to the Lord and let other people live their life to the Lord. You know, I thought about that yesterday after he left. I thought, you know, the world is dying. People are lost without God. People are overdosing, they're on drugs, they're alcoholics, they're pervert. People are messed up. And this is what we want to tell people. You can't eat pork. You shouldn't eat beef. And people are dying, not because they don't eat pork, because they don't eat beef, because they don't know Jesus. We're missing the whole point in the church. We need the truth. Religion is deceiving people. Don't be deceived with religion. When you come to the knowledge of the truth, you understand. Look, when you understand all this, it liberates you. You understand, I'm not bound by food laws. I'm not bound by what day I go to church on. Every day is church with Jesus. I am the church. My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says. You can't just do anything with your body that you want to and say, well, my body is separate from my spirit, so it don't matter what I do with my body. The Bible says that's error. Paul said, I pray that your whole body, soul, and spirit be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, until the day of Jesus Christ. Your whole body soul and spirit because you can't separate your body, soul and spirit. That's what makes you what you are. It does matter what you do in your body. But only Jesus Christ has the power to change it. He said, you're going to, you'll conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Jesus. His name means Savior. He's going to be the deliverer. He's going to be the Messiah that's been prophesied about. He's going to be the King of Kings. And he said, He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. (laughs) Today, He's the Son of the Most High God. 
seated by the right hand of the Father in power and glory and majesty, sits down because he finished his work on the cross. Praise God. He said, it is finished. I'm ascending back to my Father. The way of salvation is now made. All the whole world can come and have life more abundantly if they'll come to me because I am the one. I'm the King. I'm the Savior. I'm the Deliverer. I am the Prince of Peace. And everybody who opens up their heart and surrenders to me, I'll bring peace into your life. He said, he shall be great. The son of the highest and the Lord God shall give him unto him the throne of his father David. That's still to come when he sits upon the throne and rules and reigns over the whole earth forever at his second coming when all the enemies are put down when the Antichrist and his armies, as you mentioned recently, that's good stuff. Boy, when you think about armies today and hundreds of thousands of soldiers fighting one another using military weapons, and that stuff is going to be taking place, and the, the devil is going, he's been trying to destroy Israel since day one. He's never stopped. He's always trying something new. But see, the Bible says when King Jesus comes back the second time, Riding on a white horse and all of the armies of heaven. I like that song. We're going to be dressed in white. Because we say, yes, Lord, we'll ride with you. I love that song. It says, yes, Lord, we're going to stand up and ride. We'll fight, but we're not going to fight. He's going to fight. And he's going to put it in to the Antichrist, the devil, that old serpent, the dragon, He's going to annihilate them. He's going to defeat every army that's against Israel. He's going to put it all down and he's going to rule and he's going to reign, praise God, because he's going to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords because he is coming back. I said he is coming. Are you ready for him to come? Pretty soon the trump's going to sound and we're getting out here. Are you ready if he comes and gets us? Are you ready? Are you leaving if he comes? He said, he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. There it is, no end. Eternity. And then said Mary unto the angel, she kind of says some things similar to what Zacharias said, maybe in a different manner. She said, how shall this thing be seeing that I know not a man? I don't know so much that it was unbelief. She just says, I'm a young lady. Me and my husband-to-be, we've never even done anything. And see, God has to get the point across to us. See, this ain't got nothing to do with your husband. What's about to happen to you, no man can do it. (laughs) What's about to happen for you, for your ministry, for your raising of your son and your family, no man is going to be able to do it. But God himself has the power to do it. (laughs) She said, how shall it happen seeing I know not a man? In other words, it's not possible with a man. But with God, it is. The angel said unto her, the Holy Spirit. Y'all know, I hope I can say all of you, but for some I know for sure. Because I can see it when that, Holy Spirit comes upon you. Floods your soul. (laughs) Touches your body. A manifestation comes. 
An outward expression comes. Tears come. The Spirit of God moves upon you. You know I'm talking about that power from on high. That they didn't even have, they didn't have yet because Acts 2 hadn't happened, but God's power was still not limited. And the power of God, he said, the Holy Spirit shall come up on you. This is not going to be by your husband, Mary, because your husband is tainted with sin. His seed is corrupt. But this is coming supernatural. This is coming from God Almighty. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. And it's believed that at the very moments he was speaking this, it was happening. She was conceiving. The Holy Spirit. I don't understand that. That just sounds crazy. See, when you're operating in the carnal, you can't understand it. Even a lot of Christians have a hard time believing this. But when you understand that it's God doing it, and you know that God is still a miracle worker, and you believe that God can still do what he says, what man can't do, God can do, and you know that. And good thing it's just him and her have the conversation, not family. Because family say, you're crazy, you lost your mind, you're dreaming, you, you, you've been smoking something? <laughs> Therefore, that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. He makes it plain to her, the same angel. And listen to this. He goes on to relate this to her. He said, Behold, your cousin Elizabeth. Oh, by the way, I want to tell you something about your cousin. Because, you know, God is going to do something in your family too. God has a purpose for your family. God is going to use somebody in your family that's going to be a forerunner, that's going to come before my son, before the Lord Jesus, and he's going to introduce the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He said, your cousin Elizabeth, she also has also conceived a son in her old age. So she don't know anything about this until the angel tells her. By the way, your cousin Elizabeth, she's pregnant. That old woman? Well, she's past childbearing age. Uh, but what I remember she told me about how much they've been praying for her son. They, I remember they, they were telling me that they had really been wanting a child to be used by God. But as time went on, it just kind of fell away. You see... God don't forget his promises. See, when God gives you a promise sometimes, years can pass. Years can pass. Let me remind the devil of something right here while I'm here in case he forgot. God made a promise to me when I got saved. He spoke it to me through somebody. And it concerns me, of course, my wife and this church. He said, I'm going to use you to bring thousands of souls into my kingdom. I'm just seeing if anybody believes it. He said, I'm going to use you to bring thousands. 
And the Holy Ghost hit me so hard. I cried. I wept. I shouted. I praised God. And I thought, how, I thought like that, how can this be? Come on, y'all. How can this be? Lord, I'm a little uneducated country boy. I didn't even finish school. I quit school, but thank God you helped me to learn how to read, write, and spell real good because you knew there'd be something I could use in your kingdom. My wife always said, how did you learn? How could you spell so good? I'd, 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 I'd win the, the spelling bees. Now, I'm not as sharp now as I was then, but in grade school, hey, and they were offering free ice creams to the ones who won spelling bees. Let me tell you, I won quite a few because I didn't get no ice cream at home. <laughs> And I would, I would go home, I'd read those words, go home, I'd memorize those words. And so I learned, I could spell, I was a good speller. And I thought, but I think, Lord, how? You know, then after the weight, the glory kind of fades away, you're thinking. And then you're looking out and you don't see anything taking place. We didn't have a church at this time. We wasn't even thinking about starting a church. But God said it. And I believe it. And it's coming. And sometimes years pass by. We're coming up on 25 years of being saved next month. But God hasn't forgot his promises. He made it. It's going to happen. It ain't my job to figure it out. It's just my job to let him do what he's going to do. Just to be a part of it. And when you, if you get in the way and you try to make it happen, Abraham and Sarah and Hagar... You get a mess. You get an Ishmael. Then you got to send them away. Then you got to put up with trouble. We've all had Ishmaels. But thank God we've sent some of them away. Had to send them away. The flesh. And there's Ishmaels in here. The flesh that God wants to get rid of. And only he can do it by his power. He said, your cousin has conceived in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her. She's already six months pregnant, and nobody knows about it. And the angel tells her, he said, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. You know what happens? After he appeared to her, I'm going to give you a little bit more of this, and I'm done. I know it's Christmas Eve, right? Y'all in the Christmas spirit? and said Mary after all this happened Mary rose up in those days and she went I think as quick as she could to go see cousin Elizabeth and brother Zacharias although they may not have told her anything she believed what the angel told her and she said I'm going to see my cousin because I ain't no way I can shut I ain't no way I got a feeling she got something to tell me and I got something to tell her. We got something in common. We've had a visitation by the power of an almighty God. I want to tell you something today, church. We got something in common today. His name is Jesus and his power is real. And we want to talk about it. We want to tell some. We don't just want to go home like we never walked through the doors of a church and never heard the preacher preach anything and just go on with our everyday life and talk about everything else. What's wrong with us? Carnality. 
Mind on me. Self. Let me tell you, when the Spirit of God moves in your church in a great way and you walk out of here and you've been enlightened, you've been touched, you ought to go out of here talking about what the Lord has done. Come on, somebody. You ought to go out of here talking about the things of God instead of going home complaining and murdering. Well, I don't like that he said that part. Forget about that part. What about what God did for you? <laughs> Carnal-minded. 12 o'clock yet? Church is supposed to be over. Yeah, in those religious synagogues it is. But it ain't where the Spirit of God is moving. This is what Christmas is about. It's about Jesus. We're celebrating Jesus today. We're talking about the Savior. We're talking about the power of God. We're Look. Aren't you more excited today that you've been liberated from sin rather than giving somebody a present? Aren't you glad today that you're on your way to heaven and you ain't going to hell? And that's the greatest, like he said, the greatest gift you can ever... My God, you know what lights my soul up is when God leads me to a sinner and they're on their way to hell and they say, I need prayer. I need to come to God. I need to change. Oh, let me pray with you. Let me tell you about a man named Jesus and what? a change in your life that's the greatest gift this Christmas you want to tell people if you don't you're dead you're dead you're just religious inside you're dead you need the spirit of God to light your soul up with the truth of the gospel don't be religious have a relationship make it personal with them she went to the house of Elizabeth and Zacharias and said, it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, Mary comes in and she says, you ain't going to believe what just happened to me. And Elizabeth's probably thinking, oh, you ain't going to believe. You ain't going to believe. See, we, let me tell you, let me stop here for a minute. When you get saved and your life changes and you come out of religion and you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you're going to tell somebody that you ain't going to believe what happened to me. I just came from having an encounter with God. I just came from church, but man, it wasn't like it was the last time. I just came from an upper room. I just came from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost power speaking with us. Let me tell you, I'm so glad today I got something to tell somebody. Let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Let me tell you how he broke the bondage of alcohol. How he broke the bondage of drugs. How he broke the bondage of nicotine and red man and white man and black man. He wants to get some of that hatred out of some of y'all. Calling black people the N-word. Got to go. Got to go. Heard the man say that yesterday. He didn't say the word, but he referred to it. Said, well, that's how we were taught and raised and true. I was too, but when I got saved, I got a new daddy. My new daddy says, you can't do that. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Are you here? New daddy says, you can't drink anymore. Uh -uh. The new daddy says, you don't, you, don't be, you don't be turning to drugs anymore. The new daddy says... You don't be chasing after a woman anymore. You need to come to me. The new daddy. The father from above. You know, if people would read God's word, they'd find out what God's pleased with and what he's not pleased with. 
That's why some of them don't read it. Hmm. You want them? You like them preachers tell you about how great you are, how smiley you are, how how much of a champion you are while you're dying inside. They tell you you can keep on drinking your alcohol, keep on partying, keep on running to the nightclub. Let me stop here while I'm here. I'm just going to say it, and I'll let the Lord be the judge. They said Hulk Hogan recently gave his life to the Lord. He got baptized in water. I hope he did. I pray to God. I pray that he did. But here's the thing people need to pay attention to. I hope he did. But when you're that kind of public figure and you got millions of people following you, your life is going to speak. And the things you do are telling a story. Now, I've followed some of his Facebook page for a year or so. I was a big Hulk Hogan fan. I still like the old Hulkster. Adam's got some of them little toy figures of them back in the 80s. Probably worth some money. The kids were telling me about some of the memorabilia you got. I was going to talk to you about see if I could scam you out of some. No. Ain't going to scam you out of nothing. He knows his stuff. And they said he got baptized. But let me tell you something. Baptism don't change your life. Water baptism doesn't change you. And I saw this to say that everything leading up to this, I'm looking at that, but, and hey, watch the future because if everything changes, you're going to know. Because the beach club, Hogan's Beach Club, where they all come on Monday nights to sing karaoke and have bikini contests and everybody gets drunk and they get to bring their kids in too, will stop. It'll stop. Well, at what point? I don't know, but I'm telling you this. When you get born again, I ain't talking about religion and getting baptized. When you meet Jesus, y'all here today? And listen, when you get in the Bible and you start reading, no drunkard shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. Come on, somebody. And such were some of you, but now you're washed. Now you're cleansed. There are going to be some things you're going to shut down and shut off and you're going to stop doing it. It don't matter what your name is. But you see, the problem is when there's a lot of money involved. And I thought, I told my wife, I said, I hope it really happened. But I'm not judging based off what people said. The lifestyle. He got baptized in a Baptist church. I thought, well, I don't know the Baptist preacher, but I thought, I wonder what does he think about the beach club? I wonder what he thinks about the drunkenness and the promotion of alcoholism and bringing kids into an environment they shouldn't be in. So I hope that he did. And I'm not here sitting here watching with some evil eye. He ain't really got it. I hope he does. But the lifestyle will tell it. The lifestyle, your lifestyle speaks for you. You can't be out in the barroom on Saturday night shacking up, getting drunk, Doing what you want, don't come to church on Sunday. Praise the Lord, I'm saved. It don't work like that, folks. Don't be deceived. Look at fruit. Look at it. I don't mean go around judging everybody for everything. I pray to God he really got saved. Because on the other hand, he could be a great influence to millions of people. And people could come to know Jesus. So, hey, I'm on both sides, but I'm going to watch the fruit. Hello? How do you know a tree by its 
fruit. So if, if you just got baptized and you felt a little bad for doing some things wrong and you got public opinion on your side but you're not really born again, you send the wrong message to people. But when you meet Jesus, <laughs> oh, you're going to have something to tell people. And your life, your life is going to change. Nobody's ever going to win an argument with me about drinking alcohol. You'll never win it. I drank it too many years. I know what it did. I know what it almost cost me. And I know that when I got saved, the last time I ever drank, the Lord said, put it down. That ain't you anymore. And I did, and I never put it back to my mouth. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to taste it. I don't want nothing to do with it. It's never been back on my lips in 25 years, all because of the grace of God. And I was once bound by it all the time. Couldn't put it down. But boy, when the power of the highest showed up. Not Dr. Phil, not Oprah Winfrey, not a 12-step program, not Celebrate Recovery. When the power of the mighty, holy God showed up in the born-again experience, he broke the power of the devil, praise God. And you don't have, not just me, you don't have to be bound this morning by the powers of Satan. You can be set free by the power of God. The promise, some of y'all let too many people tell you, you know, I ain't going to be like that. Well, you Granddaddy was like that and your mama's like that and your family's like that. Let me tell you something. You got a new father. You got a new family. You need to start listening to what he says and put in what they say because this will bring a change in your life. You can't listen to people. I don't know, Mr. Stanley. Yeah, listen to people that are godly, that will guide you in the way of the Lord, but don't listen to people guide you in the wrong direction. When they tell you that you're, it's okay to do things that God's word totally says is wrong, shut them off. They're being used of the devil to try to fool you. I'm about done. She went and said as she began to tell her what happened, she entered into the house and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby, little John the Baptist, when Mary was saying, honey, let me tell you what happened to me. An angel spoke to me and he told me that I'm going to bear a son and you know good and well me and brother Joseph ain't never done one thing. But honey, I feel something stirring in my inward being. I feel something going on and I, I, got, a, I got a feeling that God is going to do something great. And said, so while she was telling her these things, little baby John started kicking in the belly when he started hearing the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. I said, the, the name of Jesus will get you stirring, praise God. And that baby started leaping in her womb. He said, let me out of here. I'm ready to tell everybody about it. Let me out of here. I hear the name of the name of the Son of God. And I ain't him. But I'm coming and I'm going to preach about him. I'm going to bring people to him. I'm going to be used by God. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Woo. Boy, I tell you, I'm feeling I can't tell you how I felt sitting in there trying to read it. It's leaping in me. This is real. The power of God is real. He wants to make things so real to you, church. 
He wants to show you, look, there's things you can't do in your family, in your job, but He's got the power to do it. You got loved ones, you got family, they're strung out on drugs. They look like they're going to die and go to hell, but the power of God is still real. The name of Jesus Christ can bring them back to life. The power of the blood is able to bring them out of the gutter today. I'm telling you today, we got a relationship with Him said as soon as she was telling her the baby leaped in her womb they were conversing with one another about what happened an angel came to me an angel came to me you won't believe what he said you won't believe what he said to me honey this is there's something going on down in Bethlehem there's something stirring oh my lord church there's something stirring let me tell you something this was a time between the dark ages the last book of Malachi. I love the name Malachi because he's the last of the Old Testament prophets. I got, if there's a baby in the house this morning named Malachi and I'm going to tell the devil right now, devil, you ain't going to have him. That's God's child. There's a purpose for that child. He's going to be used by the Most High God. I've never seen a baby. I'm bragging a little bit. I've never seen a baby boy in all of my life and I ain't just said it because he is my grandson. I've never seen a baby so happy happy, so joyful. He wakes up happy even when he don't feel good. He's got a smile on his face. My God, come on somebody. And you can see there's a peace over him. The power of God is on him. God wants to use him. He wants to use your children. Praise God. Just let God have his way. You know, when the promise was given about this Messiah, remember what Herod did? He sent out a decree to kill all the children two years old and under because he thought he'd get rid of them. His kingdom was threatened. But he didn't get rid of him because God spoke to mama and daddy and said, get out of here. Leave here for a season. Kept them away. Took them to another country. And then after he died, he said, now you can go back. Everything's going to be all right. God knows what he's doing. God knows how to speak to people. The baby leaped in a womb. Mary said, my soul does magnify the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Let me read these verses. For he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them who fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in their imagination, in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. What a miracle. What a miracle. A move of God. And sure enough, Elizabeth's time came. 
first to birth John the Baptist who would be the forerunner of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, raised by godly parents to be used of God. And that child, he was born. They went back. Mary began to tell some of her family and friends about what God had now promised her. And then they come together. They were having a meeting. I don't know where they were. It doesn't matter. There were family and friends there when he was born, when the baby was born, or when John the Baptist was born. Let me go back for a second. Let me go back to this for a minute. This is where I want to go. When John the Baptist was born, Elizabeth and Zacharias, it was their family and friends. Remember, Zacharias, his mouth was still sealed up. He couldn't talk. And family gathered around as they, the child was born. And people said, what in the world is going on around? How in the world is this taking place? And they would tell them. And then when the baby come out, some of the family and friends came around and said, oh, look at little Zacharias. And they said, no. His name ain't Zacharias. His name's John. The family says, what? We've never named anybody in our family by that name. Don't you know we Jews have a religious culture? But uh, oh, oh, let me tell you that you know, when God spoke to me through an angel, he said, I'm going to give you a son. He said, you're going to name him John. Because it means Jehovah shows grace and mercy. What? You mean you're not going to give him a traditional family name? No, because he's going to be different. And then they, they look at Zacharias. He can't talk. What's his name going to be? You're the father. So he writes it out. His name is John. And they said, okay. And then from that very moment, the Bible said his mouth was loosed. <laughs> Opened up and he started giving God some glory and said, God is a miracle walking God. God gave us a son named John because he's going to move in the days to come. Come on, Miss Grace. We need some grace. <laughs> Stand to your feet. Anna Kate, need your voice. I don't have one, and Michaela's ain't here. She had to go work for Pharaoh today. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you a question this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let me ask you the question before we get we start playing too much. Let me ask you a question. You can play softly, Miss Grace. Are you right with the Lord this morning? Do you know Jesus? Every head bowed, every eye closed, please. Let me ask you something. People watching through the internet, where do you stand with God? Heaven or hell? Which is it? Do you know Jesus? Because that's the point of Christianity. That's the purpose of this church, to help you to know Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, I want to tell you something. He loves you. It don't matter what you've done, he loves you, and he'll always forgive you. I don't care what kind of evil you committed. God will forgive you. He'll always forgive you, cleanse you, and change you. If you're here this morning, you're watching through the camera, and you don't know him, I'm going to tell you, he loves you. If he would love somebody, a scumbag like I was, he loves you. 
and he desires to change your life. If that's you this morning, as we pray, I'm going to pray for you to make a step of faith, if you'll play softly, to take a step of faith this morning. Confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Open your heart up where you are. Ask Him to come into your life. Ask Him to save you. Ask Him to change you. He's got a purpose for your life. He wants to use you. The devil has tried to destroy some of you. But I want to tell you, God wants to turn it around. And He wants to use you. He wants to take what the devil meant for evil. And He wants to turn it around for His good. If that's you today, He loves you. He desires to change you. As she gets ready to sing the song, listen, if you have a need this morning, maybe God has made you a promise here today and you've kind of just lost hope of that promise. Maybe He's reminding you today that He's going to keep His promise. He's going to do what He said He's going to do. And maybe you need to come and be encouraged today at this altar. Maybe you need to come and be reminded that God is still in control. He's going to do what He said He's going to do. And if that's you, as they begin to sing and play, come and let the Lord touch you this morning. Open your heart up today and let Him have His way. Do you need a miracle today? The same power that overshadowed her will overshadow us. something from the Lord this morning I know we come to celebrate Christmas but don't leave here without Jesus because he's what makes Christmas if you need something I want you to come if God's made you promises and you've lost hope today he's giving you hope that he's going to do it praise the Lord praise him today
Have you been blessed today? Go out shouting. Merry Christmas to everybody. You got something to tell somebody, amen? Tell them about Jesus as God gives you the opportunity. God bless everybody. We love you. Hope you have a good Christmas. And we'll be back here unless the trumpet sounds. We'll be back Wednesday night, regular services. We'd like to see you if you can make it. God bless you. We hope you were blessed by the live service from Family Worship Center in Athens, Tennessee. Our weekly services are Sunday at 10.30 a.m., Sunday at 5.30 p.m., and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Watch us live online at www.fwc-tn.com. You can also check us out on Facebook or YouTube. Family Worship Center is located at 250 County Road 378 in Athens, Tennessee, 
send all correspondence to Family Worship Center, P.O. Box 118, Athens, Tennessee, 37303. For more information, you can call the church at 423-744-0774.